Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing games. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manwee, Chris Adams, Scott Dianielowski, and Herbert Height. I'm your Game Master, and this is episode 19. Our recap will be done by Keith Craig as his character, Dr. Heather Mills. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Keith? All right. Memo to Mr. Jatik from Dr. Heather Mills. Facts from Toronto. Mr. Jatik, after a time recovering from our ordeal with Jenny, and sadly the reopening of that womb by watching our hostage taker be celebrated rather than cursed for what she did to us, we've, we began to make plans to go up to Toronto. The reason for this is that's where we believe Dr. Finley uh, fled after the accident at Don Biozine as he was doing uh, dealings with a Dr. Kajal up there that worked for Rothmarshall Industries. We discovered that in our research, we discovered that the global temperatures worldwide were very warm. You would think that this would be noticed and people would do something about it and not just ignore it since it's happening on a global scale. Anyway, after we flew into Canada, we have a tour scheduled for the next day at, at the Rothmarsholm Industries. Dr. Desmond had happily picked up a local paper, and sadly there is a killer that is, like, that is leaving bodies in Toronto, in the Chinatown district of Toronto. Given our luck, this does not bode well, something we might need to look into. Further research showed that there was three victims, a Nathaniel Moore, a laborer and that was working in the water department and working on a leaking sewer in the Royal Museum, Brian Lombardo, a high school student that was at a swim meet, and Russell Simon, a university student who was last seen five days before his body was discovered. He was last seen in the library. His body was discovered in Chinatown. Talking to most of the college students, they do not seem too concerned about the killing, the typical immortality belief of youth, in my opinion. But we decided to press on to Chinatown to, to get some food. While going there, we found a, uh, a Chinese restaurant called the Black Dragon. It was just like the one that's opening up in San Damio. I don't know if you've ate there, but the one here was quite interesting. It was staffed by people who claimed to be from the Cho Cho tribe from Tibet. I'd never heard of them before. This uh, restaurant also was being, is being operated by Dr. Finley's wife, so it seems like we're on the correct trail. Rather uh, spookily though, one of the entertainments was, a, was one of the women that was riding on the bikes that attacked us so long ago when you hired us. What is she doing here? What does this, what, what does this all mean? As we left, we spotted the Ripper leaving his latest victim in a taxi. The driver had been horrifically gutted. I must end this update quickly as the Toronto police are here and they're asking us to go downtown for, ca for questioning. We will be in contact once we're finished. All right. So as you may recall, Dr. Uh, uh, Detective Marcel and uh, a number of other cops have asked you all down to the, the precinct office. Um, uh, it's not a far drive. Once you're there, uh, they take you inside. The place is busy. Uh, there's a lot of people 
um, whatever being uh, processed and um, there are obviously uh, people who are on drugs there are prostitutes uh, that have gotten uh, in trouble that evening and are being incarcerated and the cops are really just getting getting going for the morning and uh, Marcel takes you in and uh, they decide to separate you all into uh, separate rooms so they can talk to you individually. Um, the first one they wanted to talk to was uh, Dr. Carlisle. So if you would all mind taking off your headphones and I'll give you the thumbs up when you can switch. <clears throat> so uh, what's your name, please? Uh, Dr. Ethan Carlisle. Dr. Carlisle. You're a doctor. Correct. A doctor of? Uh, veterinarian. Ah, veterinary science. I see. And uh, when did you arrive in Toronto? Um, a few days ago. I give him the exact date. It's yesterday. It's really yesterday, yesterday. Um, can I ask you why you were in Chinatown? We had uh, stopped at a restaurant over there and had some appetizers and we're walking. Uh, Which restaurant? walking? Which uh, dra something dragon? The black dragon? Yep. Were you familiar with the black dragon already? No. We've heard of it, and there's one in the States, but that's all. So uh, can you tell me about, well, he asks you about what happened. Uh, what do you want to tell me? Walking down, heard the, the car horn, and then my colleague uh, opened the door, or the door was cracked open, really can't remember. It all happened so fast, and there was a body. All right. Uh let me ask you a question. While you were while you were there, was there anybody else in the alley with you? Thought we saw somebody run down the alley. I looked over, couldn't see anybody. Went well, back said, to you said that that was the uh, the person who had murdered the Ripper. Well, we thought you somebody came out of the back of the cab. I looked down the alley to see if uh, I could see him, get an ID on the person. No was... such luck. Was the cab running at the time? I believe, yes, it was. And um, you didn't see anybody else? Anybody who looked strange? A couple of men? Um, I, one, figure in, one figure in the shadows wearing like a dark hoodie and what wasn't even 100% if it was him or her because I didn't see it come out of the cab. I just saw it running down the alley. All right. Well, thank you. That's all we need from you. Um, don't leave Toronto. Uh, we might want to get back in touch with you. You got it. Hello, Miss. Uh, what's your name? Um, I'm Dr. Margaret Evans. Ah, Miss Evans. Oh, you're a doctor. A doctor yes. of? Uh, parasitology. Ah, parasitology. All right. Um, why are you in Toronto? A business trip. Business trip. And uh, I'd like to ask you why you were in Chinatown. Well, I, we've, with, with the nature of, of our previous encounters, uh, working, so working for Full Wilderness, um, we like to get a, 
a kind of a feel of the area when we go into these meetings because uh, the last one we had um, ended up being a rather dangerous so we're just uh trying to get a feel for things before we are you saying that you have business in chinatown no just looking at areas around very it's very close to our hotel so we're just getting a feel for the general area trying to familiar familiarize ourselves did you do anything while you were in chinatown uh yes we went to the uh the black dragon that's what it was called this was like a restaurant um, okay. Apparently, it's run by a bunch of uh, refugees from China. It's a new new restaurant. Yes. Uh, he then asks you about the encounter you had when you were in the the, um, the, the alleyway. Um, can you can you tell me what happened? Well, you we were we were leaving uh, the Black Dragon, and I just heard this this saw this cab stop, and just heard the the, the horn blaring and. I saw this person, uh, they were in a, a kind of like dark cloak and they kind of just got out and started walking down the alleyway. And when I was, was there anyone else present in the, in the, uh, in the alleyway? Uh, not, not that I, not that I saw when I went over cause the, the horn wouldn't, didn't stop. And when I went and saw that the, uh, sorry, what had happened to, to the cab driver, I, I screamed in my, uh, the, the man in the cloak started to hurry off uh, faster, and my my associates tried to catch him. But all right, so no other no other gentleman uh, uh, dressed oddly. Um, I think that's all we need from you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, well, uh, please don't leave Toronto. We'll uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, of course. Uh, hello, and uh, you are? Oh, uh, Heather Mills. Uh, I'm sorry, doc, Dr. Heather Mills. Oh, you're also a doctor. Yeah, all, yes, sir. You and yes, all sir. your friends seem to be doctors. Oh, oh, we are. Yeah, we're all associates. Can I ask you why you're in Toronto? Uh, I was uh, sent on business by, a, I don't know if you've heard of them. It's a full wilderness. It's a environmental yes, charity. Yes, everybody's oh. heard of full wilderness. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. You know. um, why were you in Chinatown? Uh, we were wanting to, to get something to eat, and I'll, I'll admit I had a uh, slight morbid, uh, I enjoy true crime. I had a morbid interest. interest so you're, in, you're aware of the Toronto River then? I am. I am. Newspapers. Um, can I ask you where you ate? Where we ate? We ate at a, it's a newer restaurant, the the Black Dragon. All right. Um, when you you said that you encountered um, the the taxi cab uh, and somebody was attacked and uh, you saw somebody running down the alley, was the car on or off when you first saw it? Is the engine running? Uh, you know, I, I I don't remember. All I heard was the horn, just a constant constant blare of the horn. And, and, and did you see anybody else in the alley? There was someone uh, running away from the the. Yes, that that we believe is the the ripper. But was there anybody else? Uh, any any gentleman dressed oddly? No, no, not that I saw. All right. Well, stay in, in Toronto. Uh, we might have more questions for you later. Um, oh. 
Uh, sir, please sit down. Um, can I ask your name, please? Uh, you're going to have to speak up, sir. I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting. Got a little hoarse. Uh, Dr. Desmond Flores. Uh, Mr. F Dr. Flores, I I've I've realized now that all of you are are doctors uh, of some sort. What kind of doctor are you? Uh, you know, I I study mycology primarily. I have a couple of uh, degrees in the in the organic sciences. I see. And uh, why are you in Toronto? Uh, we are here to uh, liaison with uh, a uh, local pharmaceutical company, Rothmersham, um, uh, in part because uh, we have been asked privately to investigate an incident that happened in Southern California regarding Dr. Lindsay, who we think has come here uh, because of his connection with that company. And uh, why were you in Chinatown? For dinner. Well, and because we were curious about the tax. Uh, so you're, you're familiar with the things that have been going on with the Ripper? Just, you know, just a quick curse. I mean, we only got in and saw the paper. I see. Um, but your, your Toronto's Chinatown is famous. And uh, where did you eat Chinatown? We, we, uh, we uh, actually stopped at a uh, poutine place before we went in, closer to university. Uh, and is it Queens Park, I believe? Um, but then we uh, saw the Black Dragon, and I've been there. Were opening one where we've been working. Uh, it isn't open yet, so we were curious to see it. Oh, they're opening one. Uh, in, There's a uh, Black Dragon opening in San Damiel too. Yeah, that's that's San Damiel, California. Um, now, from what I understand, you were in an alley. You uh, you saw an assault take place. We weren't in the alley. We were passing the alley. You were passing the alley. Um, when we heard the car horn blaring and then saw a figure, you know, just a silhouette fleeing. Do you recall seeing anyone else beside this figure? Any gentleman? Uh, I am not aware of any motion in that alley other than that of the uh, indistinct figure that, that, ran in the opposite direction from from our approach all right i think that's all i need from you please uh, don't leave toronto for a few days we'll uh, we'll get back to you if we need you can i ask uh yes. detective inspector marcel yes i think most of this information we shared last night so i'm just curious as to why you wanted to uh, investigate or interview us further i mean well, obviously There are certain things I have to keep under wraps, of course, but yeah, ongoing investigation. Sure, we have reason to believe that all of the victims were either in Chinatown or on their way to Chinatown, and two of them had either uh, matchbooks or cards from the Black Dragon restaurant. Well, I appreciate that confidence. Um, that is, I certainly can see why you'd want to follow that up. Yeah, I don't think any of us picked up a book, bar, uh, a, uh, a, a matchbook, though. So, how did you, what led us to the idea that we'd been there? I didn't know for sure. I asked. Fair enough. Well, I'm glad it looks like we'll be able to make our two o'clock meeting. Um, well, we still have to do some processing before we can let you go. 
but you don't leave Toronto for, for the time being, and uh, we'll get back to you if we need you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, may I ask your name, please? Uh, my name is Dr. Jonathan Liege. Uh, Dr. Liege. Um, why are Thanks you for in the Toronto? coffee, by the way. Of course. Um, why are you in Toronto? Uh, so myself and my associates are here to, well, we're, we're going to go on a tour of a facility, which uh, we, that, we mentioned earlier. Uh, Rothmersham Industries yep. uh, in, uh, Limited. Um, mm -hmm. I see. And why were you in, in Chinatown? So we had just arrived in the area and we wanted to make a night of it. So we went to the Black Dragon. Food was pretty good. I see. And, and while you were in the alley during the incident, uh, were you aware of any other, any, any other people inside the alley uh, uh, other than the, the person who ran from the car? Aside from uh, my party, no. No gentleman in robes or anything like that? I, well, I would, I would say the person who ran was a little oddly dressed, like a trench coat or something. I see. But I, I didn't notice anyone in robes. Well, I don't think that I need any other information from you. Uh, you and your gentlemen, you and your friends, uh, uh, please stay in town uh, for a few days. And uh, we'll get back to you if we need anything else. Uh, you're still going to have to go out and get processed uh, so that they can, they can take some paperwork and stuff like that. Um, thank you very much. All right. So he lets the f five of you go, except that you're kind of tied up because they, there's a couple of moments when they ask you to remain just a little bit longer. They might have more questions from you. They're, at, they're questioning also other people that were in the crowd. And I'd like you to all do um, a listen roll. A 73 is a fail. 99. Wow. 96, you me. That's a fail for me. Dr. Kyle Carlisle is listening to some voices from the. Uh, oh no! Yeah. yeah, that's a fail for me. Me you, too. You all so failed. Somebody <laughs> has a purple scarf, and I'm just terrified in the corner. <laughs> everyone's everyone's uh, loudly hearing Dr. Liege whistle, "Girl from Ipanema." <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you hang around there for a while. Um, it starts to get later. They came to get us pretty early. It was yeah. a short drive, and the interviews didn't take very long. One but of the things, we have a noon appointment, a two o'clock appointment. So right. um, you begin to realize that everyone is very much on edge about this ripper, and they're being pretty thorough. They end up bringing you in and asking you more or less the same questions a different detective does. Uh, he tries to get. He try he they seem to be focusing on on a couple of things. Uh, have you heard the rumors uh, that the reason why the Chocho were driven out of their country is because they're cannibals? 
Uh, no, I, I hadn't heard that. It's an old legend, but it might just be, you know, racial prejudice or, or whatever. But there were parts missing from the victims. And they're really trying to get down to the, the bottom of what might be going on. Um, there seems to be some connection with the black dragon because a number of, uh, at least two of the people involved had black, had just been to the black dragon mm-hmm. and, uh, the victim in question, your victim, the one that you guys found apparently was on his way to Chinatown when this occurred, he was almost there when this happened all within a fairly close vicinity to the Black Dragon. Um, And none of them were robbed. Hmm. Dr. Mills, was it you that ordered the appetizer? It was, yeah. Don't make me think about that now. It was delicious. (laughs) They call it long pig. Long pig, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can see why a culture that had that affectation with the teeth would get a reputation, and you know that is a very um, uh, hotly disputed part of the world where uh, ethnic strife is high. I can imagine any number of lies being made up. It seems exceptionally stupid to move to a new town, open up very visible new restaurant and then kill patrons primarily. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And they've been male. So I don't think, I don't think you have to worry, Heather. Oh, oh I just worried that I might've ate one of it. Ate one of these victims. Ugh. Um, Probably not FDA approved. I'm going to let you all do a spot hidden. Somebody will make that, surely. Don't jinx us. Yeah, I barely passed that one. I'm just <laughs> shy of a hard success. Regular success. Okay. Well, as you're being sort of shuffled around and asked questions and all this, uh, you do glimpse um, part of a report amongst all of the stuff that they're compiling on this whole thing that uh, sorry, which one is it? Uh, uh, The person who discovered the body of Russell Simons, victim number three, uh, is a man named Sean Monk. uh, And he says that he saw two men in the area, one very tall, dressed all in black with a long black leather trench coat, and the other, the shorter man, was dressed in jeans uh, and a denim trench coat, and each of them wore some sort of silver amulet around their necks. Hmm. I shall share this information when possible. Well, with my f- colleagues. 
the whole process takes a while. They're, they're interviewing a lot of people and they won't let you go until they're done. But right about noon, they let you go. So you've still got a couple of hours. You've got time to go get lunch and discuss the situation before your interview, before your tour. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so over over a hearty vegetarian lunch, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll share with the fellows that, uh, I don't know, the report didn't indicate whether the person was short enough to be cho-cho short. Um, but they were, the witness, the Sean was close enough to see silver medallions of some kind around their necks. And they seem to be dressed and have intent. So we know a little bit more than we did before we got raked over the coals for nothing. Did any yeah. did either detective say anything interesting to any of you? No, uh, I I just wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. So I just kind of answered the questions. I mean, you know, he just seemed what they asked me last night. Just well, the roads, a second individual, also. Yeah, right. That is interesting. Yeah, Somebody was... saw something that we didn't, but there were several of us, so how would they know? Uh, anybody, so I heard uh, there was some indication of a robed figure. Did more than one of you hear anything about that? They asked me about it, but I didn't see anything. Robe, well, there was a robed figure who got out of the cab and took off down the alley. Yeah, or trench-coated. I wonder who saw something else that makes them think that there was someone else on the scene unless it's just this previous that's report that's why I then it, the short figure was described having a denim trench coat not a robe yeah they're confused they're confused and panicked well I mean, it could have been a trench coat i was confused and also panicked so well, or they're as, or they're de deliberately seeding to try and get us to change stories. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. silver amulet—if we see anybody with silver amulet, let's just keep an eye out. Well, for I wonder that. if we can find this um, the Sean the Sean Monk ourselves. I mean, because we know something that the police don't. I mean, according to Jenny, these people worship Shubnagurath, don't they? Mm. At least that's where our escapee from Don Biozyme. That's yeah, that's the family connection, right? Her or mm. it? Her. Well, do we know that this is directly connected to Finley? Only well, that his wife is uh, holds the liquor license. I mean, they're here. Yeah. We might we might want to stay clear of this, at least until we have a little bit more substantial connection. We want to we yeah, clean up the Rothbusham stuff too before mm -hmm. we get bogged down since we're already noted witnesses and are arguably suspects. Well, not suspects for the first three. Right. Pretty good alibi, most, really. Yeah, the, yeah, airplane tickets with our names on it. Um, the worst we could get hammered with is a copycat. 
That's... We just don't want to have our inter investigation interfered with any more than it was today. Yeah. Um, were there any Chocho in the among the many people being investigated today? You didn't see the any derelicts and interesting. The names didn't seem particularly Chochoian. Hmm. No, I mean, since they had so many people they were talking to, you'd think they'd have somebody in from the restaurant. Maybe they're trying to keep it a secret that they're looking at the Black Dragon until they have something. Yeah, could be. All right. What do we, what do we think about how we're going to do Rothmersham? Yeah, game face. Well, I mean, given given the kind of the uh, the dangerous locale, I'm not sure that um, serious arm twisting will be to our benefit because the police aren't going to let us leave. So we're kind of trapped here, in a way. Right. Well, and also we had some leverage over. Don Biozyme. We've got nothing over these people. No, Full Wilderness has no money in them that we know of. So we just well, have nice with Bruce Cogill. Yeah, that's why I was thinking of trying to be sweet, sweet talking rather than arm twisting. And keep an eye out for anything that looks like Pepto-Bismol that's marked Serum XD DX. Number, 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 number. Now, I mean, Finley might have, I mean, prepped him, too. Mm. He might be yeah. expecting some yeah. Especially since strong arming. Everyone it's with a newspaper it's, or with a TV connection will know that we're in town. I wonder if the liquor license is public record. If it is, we can get an address to the wife. Or at least an address they're using. If it's not to the business, I'm not very familiar with with Canadian law. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it can't hurt. Doesn't hurt to look. Yeah, and while we're there, we could look up see if we could figure out where Monk is. I mean, we don't want to go over there in force and scare him, but mm -hmm. know where he is. I wouldn't mind writing down his address. On a side note, we want we might want to be careful when we visit the library because at yeah. least two at least two of the recent victims. Yeah, I think yeah we should definitely travel in in pairs. Well, the victims were from the university library, right? Um, well, only the one was seen at the library. The other one was a swim meet. The other one was working at the museum. So there it's more of that Queens Park. And like you said, I think it's more of the with them having the matchbooks and everything else. They probably right, right. Black Dragon, maybe they uh, uh, now thinking thinking back to the park, there aren't any like large like stones or anything in it. Is it all mostly just flat and grass and flat and grass and trees. Okay. Benches. Now it's said that did all the victims have a matchbook or two of them? Two of them. Two well, of them let's three. hypothetically say that two or all of them went to the restaurant to eat or drink and were picked out while at the restaurant, targeted, because, you know, for something, some whatever it was. 
they went like the way they looked, blah, 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 whatever it was. Um, could it, would it be the Chocho themselves or could somebody be hanging out at the bar and just happen to, it's a very public place. So I don't know. I'm just uh, thinking out loud here. Sorry. Well, no, I'm, I was thinking the same thing that they, they maybe like they ate something and, you know, they, they just took a liking to it or they're like, Oh, Hey, this, this person's by themselves. You know, they're eating here by themselves. So, you know, I'm also thinking that the victims are all male and we know that we have a suspicious redheaded female that works at the restaurant and that three out of the four bodies were killed someplace else. Oh. So maybe, maybe our uh, sweetheart from the gang is approaching men that have, you know, that have been noticed by the, I mean, we're speculating really why. Yeah, well, it doesn't make any sense why they left matchbooks oh. on their corpses. Well, and think. also, she she was still working when yeah that murder we witnessed occurred. It'd take a while to get out of the get out of the tank, get out of the right. mermaid costume. Yeah, dry but off. She, sorry, I don't mean to throw up. She was with the bikers. Mm -hmm. but so the bikers biker, were presumably yeah. working for Finley. Right. They so, could never prove anything. But there's the chain right there. Maybe yeah. she points them out to the bikers, and the bikers pick them up. Uh, there's definitely if, a chain there, though. If we're looking at a Chocho sacrifice or a Chocho meat fetish, then they're probably doing the sharp cutting, not a bunch of bikers, which, you know, the ones we met were goons. Yeah, but they mm. could grab. But they could them. be luring her with the, these guys with the redhead. I mean, why are they only killing men? Yeah, I'm sure women taste better. They're just, you know, they look cleaner. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. Sorry, Lance. Yeah, I'm gonna go smoke my cigarette. <laughs> now, <laughs> what was the age of all of them? Were they all young? No. No, I, I think I've got it here. 20, Russell was 25. Russell's 25. Brian was 17. The taxi driver, Ken, was 34. And Nathaniel was 46. Oh, okay. So that doesn't... Okay. Yeah. yeah and who got, a, who got a look at that police report? I did. Just a glance. Okay. Did it say anything about what organs were missing? Do a luck roll. I'll have some of that. 36. That's a, a normal success. Uh, kidneys and hearts were missing from Moore, Simons, and Stewart. I, as soon as I saw that cracked rib cage, kidneys and hearts. So they're not just eating awful. They're in the nice organs. Moore, Simon, and Stewart. I mean, if you were, if you were going to go with kidneys, you'd also... Well... I would think that liver would be on the menu too, because it's another filter organ. Well, the one other possibility we haven't considered in that regard is that the reason that they have in a couple of cases matchbooks is because they were slipped a Mickey at the Black Dragon. And right. so maybe the liver wouldn't be in good shape. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Again, I don't know why, if I were going to murder somebody for their internal organs, I would bother to. And, and then take their body somewhere else to dump it. 
I'd empty the pockets, but just call me a practical modern American. I mean, the the cappy wasn't dumped elsewhere. He was that was on the spot. Done right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, for that matter, maybe people have been putting black dragon matchbooks on the corpses. As a yeah. And certainly, you know, we've got a new hated weird ethnic group in town. Mm-hmm. Let them see if the black dragon serves red herring. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> All right. Title of our next novel. Red Harry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you get closer to the time, you head on over towards Rothmersham. Uh, so you went and drove by it the other day. It's a two-story high, pretty much cube, uh, brick, uh, brick cube. Um, Is it uh, brutalist architecture? Yeah, kind of. Just no, no fanciness to it. Just... Um, big sign says Rothmersham. Um, a lot of windows or not very many windows? Uh, there's, yeah, there's windows mostly around the top floor and around the front end of the, uh, of the, the, where the reception area is and stuff like that. Uh, how big's the parking lot and what do we see about security? Uh, well, there's definitely security, but there's no, uh, there's no wall around the property. Uh, it looks like they might have at the most 50 or 60 employees um, from the cars that you see in the parking lot. Uh, Is there a separate employee in visiting parking? Yes. Uh, and there's not much visiting. There's maybe uh, six or seven spots for visitors, <laughs> restaurant employees. Um, there is a guard shack uh out of the corner of the property, like there was for uh, Don Biazheim, smaller. Um, he thinks he prefers to think of it as a guard post rather than a shack. Guard post, right? Um, He's sensitive. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a shack than a post. A post doesn't offer much uh, much shelter. It, it's a it's a bastion. Oh, <laughs> very fancy. Um, Anyways, as you walk up by the, the sort of boring uh, green, greenish gardens with uh, nondescript uh, hedges and stuff, uh, you walk through the door and you're in a, a, a small little reception area, very similar uh, in concept to Biozyme. Um, uh, it's enclosed. There's no way out but one door going into the back. And there is a security guard sitting there next to the door with a little, little desk and, you know, his log and stuff like that. And there's a receptionist behind the desk. Oh uh, yes, may I help you? Uh, yeah, we're the uh, two o'clock tour group. It should have been uh, arranged all. Our uh, PR person should have arranged already. Ah uh, yes, you're right here on the schedule. Uh, let me uh, let me tell them in the back. And she uh, punch, pushes a button on her phone, and um, the uh, full wilderness group is here. Um, and she says, uh, uh, "Mr. Glansandi should be here in a few moments." Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, after you stand there for a few moments, and you notice that they've got a a big old uh, slogan, uh, which is. Where did it go? 
I knew I should have highlighted it. It's right here in front of me, I'm sure. Uh, science, mind, quality. Science, mind, quality. Yeah. So as you're as you're standing there, or maybe sitting there, um, the door opens, and stepping through the the door going into the back is this giant of a man. Uh, he looks like he probably stands seven feet tall. Um, he's very pale, sort of skin. He's bald. Uh, he wears glasses. Uh, looks like he weighs, he's, he's hefty. He's not fat, but he's big. Mm-hmm. And he's got a white lab coat on. And he has a little, little tag that says Magnus Glansandi. And, uh, he smiles and he comes over and he says, ah, you must be the people from, uh, Full Wilderness Corporation. Uh, I am Magnus Glansandi. I am uh, pleased to meet you. I will be showing you around today. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm I'm Doctor Heather Mills. Uh, these are ah, some... yes, yes. I will admit that I did a little bit of research on all of you, so that I would know you better. Of course, I have long been an admirer of. Uh, for Wilderness Corporation. Uh, uh, please, uh, we need to get you uh, tags and uh, I'll show you around. Now, when I shake his hand, mm-hmm. is it crushing? Yeah, he looks like he's probably pretty, pretty strong. Uh, looks like a big Nordic fellow, you know. <laughs> Um, he has no extra bulges in his white jacket under his arms. <laughs> no, 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 no eyes about here or something. Nervous, That's good. Man. He doesn't feel <laughs> particularly deformed. That's good. I don't think that Jenny wore glasses or lost her hair after all. Yeah. So he gets you signed in and you get your, your little tags. And he begins his sort of presentation as he's walking along you know uh with Rathma Sham we are we are trying to improve the quality of human life by dealing with such difficult things as depression and anxiety and uh, uh people who have mental illnesses manic depressives and so forth we've developed a number of very successful uh drugs you may be familiar with them uh our, our little slogan inside here is uh, sanity through science uh, we want to improve uh, human, uh, the quality of human life. Mm. Um, and he starts showing you around. And he takes you upstairs first. And it's very, very much like the tour that you got at Don Biasheim. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you meet some of the people. Um, they show you some of the stuff. He has you demonstrate. He has them demonstrate some of their little things. Nothing really seems new to you, or or exciting. They're not showing us the really cool stuff. Well, not yet, at least. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the really cool stuff. Do you have any questions? 
not yet, not yet. I'm just uh, enjoying. Just, uh, so you said your your slogan, "Sanity through science." Well, that's our little inside. Uh, oh, okay. Thing. I got confused. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> it's it's our little internal slogan, as it were. Ah. You know, humans are such uh, fragile creatures. Uh, we depend so much on the uh, the proper balance of the chemicals within our brain. Uh, it's it's a wonder that uh, any two people can add two plus two and come out with the same answer. Uh, do you know, uh, is there some sort of um, corporate cultural history about what caused Dr. Rothmulsham himself to be interested in this particular field? Is there difficulty in his family or did he study psychotherapy before psychopharmacology? You know, quite honestly, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. I yeah. really, I really don't know the, his background very well. Uh, as you may have noticed, I am not officially a doctor. Uh, and yet I probably know more science in this building than most of the other people here combined. It's just, I was not given a formal uh, education. I began to apprentice myself in Iceland uh, about, uh, well, I was maybe 14 years old, uh, an assistant, and uh, I have been working ever since, and I have simply progressed to uh, more prestigious positions as I've gone along. Oh, that's, that's quite impressive. Did you, was it through your apprenticeship that you came into contact with New World Industries? Ah, New World Industries. I, I don't really know much about them. They, uh, I believe they are a major shareholder, uh, but uh, not directly through, uh, through Lars Pharmaceuticals. I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Larson. Larson Pharmaceuticals. Uh, well, so, I wouldn't worry about your education too much. I've met some incredibly sharp honorary doctorates. Yes, and, and running a facility takes a great deal more general intelligence than some specialities do. do were you working with uh, Dr. Rothmulsham in, in Iceland? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. You were uh, purchased to whom there? Um, uh, uh, Dr. Hans Christian. <laughs> he wants to say Anderson. I do so bad. <laughs> Anything that ends son will work. Andrik son. Yeah, sure. sure, it's a very long name. <laughs> yeah. Dr. An Andrickson. Yeah, that's. Oh, there you go. Oh, a famous man. <laughs> um, yes, you might know him from the Aurora University uh, in Iceland. The Reg, Reg, Regevic. Is that Iceland? Yeah, Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Yeah. And what's his address? We, we do yeah. so love writing those down. Yeah. As a group, we have the sort of interest that we shared interest in addresses and phone numbers. I lived, there my whole, I lived there most of my life, and I still can't pronounce the names of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's Welsh. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was your main field that, that you, uh, you studied while, while you were learning, learning all this? Like, well, mostly biochemical engineering. Um, but I've, I've had my fingers in a lot of little things along the way. Oh, yeah. I seem to, be a, seem to have been a very versatile assistant. Right. 
Have you uh, contributed directly to any of the breakthroughs at this company? Actually, I have, yes. I am actually in charge of the facility itself, and uh, I keep a general, uh, general, I keep my fingers in everybody's business. Oh, well, you know, that, that's being, being the manager and all, but, but uh, what, and I understand if you can't say, but any, any new exciting uh, medicine coming online, you know, that's almost ready? Oh, quite a few, quite a few very, uh, very promising developments. Um, we're always getting interesting compounds to test and uh, develop into other more useful compounds, some isolates of uh, uh, mood control, uh, uh, our ability to, uh, especially where we're concentrating uh, currently on uh, people who are manic depressant mm. uh, and our bipolars, that's uh, people who become quite uh, angry and violent on one spectrum. And pretty so the, these compounds that you're working with, uh, where do they, where do you get them from? Oh, we get various uh, various compounds from various facilities. Um, uh, we were uh, you uh, you're from San Damiel, so I assume you've heard about the recent uh, tragedy with uh, Don Biasheim. They were oh, yes, of course they were. Yeah, it was loud enough to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh my, oh my, yes, yes. They uh, they were supplying with us with some very interesting uh, chemicals. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the cleanup after that incident is only I, just beginning, really. I can imagine. Uh, do you do you have any of the substance that they were that they sent to you? Because I mean, I'm sure Full Wilderness would appreciate perhaps a sample in order to see it, what, what how to cleanup for, procedures. Really. Yeah, because yeah. Who knows how where where it got and and things. I'm not exactly considering that the that I'm not exactly sure how to answer that. You see, some of the things that they sent us are no longer being produced. Obviously, um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see what. I'll do. Um, are you properly storing them? Because they believe it was a chemical explosion, and you know, I'm just. I'd hate for see something happen here. You having the same chemicals? Well, we've we've done a good deal to uh, isolate the facility. Where where we are right now is really the the general out, outer shell of uh, our internal uh, security area, um, our special containment area, as it were. Um, and so I'm familiar with some some of the uh, standard procedures uh, for chemical isolation uh, regulated in the United States, but are they, do they vary much in Canada? You as know? far as I know, pretty much the same. Yes, okay. nobody wants to get blown to smithereens by <laughs> all of the chemicals. Um, well, since you seem to have expressed some sort of interest, I suppose I could show you our special containment area. Oh, uh, Let's uh, let's go back downstairs. He says this uh, this this area uh, has been designed. It is it's physically isolated. Uh, it's soundproof. It's air scrubbed. 
it's internally shelled, it's armored, and uh, <laughs> it's spring-loaded. You, uh, you could survive a bomb attack inside this area. Nice. Huh. Good to know. Are we looking through thick plexiglass at some? No, you're, you're actually heading towards a wall. Mm -hmm. mm. And uh, there's obviously a, like an airlock door. And he says, uh, now at this point, it's been about an hour and a half mm -hmm. that you're into the tour. Uh, he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, and he goes to the keypad and you see him type some sort of a, it's a little electronic keypad. He types into it and you hear a psh as the, uh, the door opens and you can see that it's just a small room maybe five feet by five feet. And uh, gentlemen, please come inside. Uh, let me give you all uh, gloves, uh, just in case. It's just a precaution. Uh, and you step inside the room, and he closes the airlock behind you. You see there's another airlock door. And he says, gentlemen, uh, we have certain sterilization procedures. Uh, I'd like you to raise your hands like this and please close your eyes. Uh, we're going to be flooded with UV radiation. I wouldn't mm. want your eyes to be damaged in any way. <laughs> so he types something into the code box and uh, you can see it goes, you know, five, four, three, two. You all put your hands up like this and close your eyes. And you just sort of hear a bzzz for a couple of seconds. And then he says, that's it. Are we noticeably tanner? Yeah. Uh, no, but you definitely felt the heat um, from yeah. the UV light. Um, he then opens the inner door, and what you're looking into is a, is a, a hallway uh, that goes down quite a ways, and there's a desk there. And he steps through, and he turns back around, and he locks the door behind you. And then he turns back around, but he doesn't move down the hallway. He suddenly looks rather concerned. And then he takes a few steps down the hallway to the desk. Uh, is there a problem? Is there supposed to be a security guard here? Supposed to be. Yes, yes. We have a security guard here at all times. Is he or she taking a uh, a bio break? Should not be. Not uh, There should be somebody minding the post. And uh, hmm. is there a wall phone or anything? Um, there, There is a phone. Um, and you, you also notice that there's like a large sort of red button mm -hmm. um, uh, that's a, it's a lockdown button, obviously. And uh, he takes a few more steps forward, and you hear a noise coming from just down the corridor and around the, the corner, like a, a, a gasp or a, sounds like a woman's voice. Right. And he immediately turns towards it, and he says, just a moment, gentlemen. And he takes, he goes to the end of the corridor and he turns and you see him sort of start, you know, rather 
surprised mm-hmm. at what he sees. What do you guys do? Uh, are we wearing like lab coats or something like that? Yeah, at this point, you're wearing lab coats and you've got gloves. Yeah, is, gonna... is there is there a problem? There seems to be something very very wrong. Yeah, I'm going to take off the lab coat and go down and w- approach him. Okay, with purpose. When you look around the corner, there's another desk there. Mm-hmm. And lying on the ground next to the desk is a woman, obviously the receptionist. Except that she's barely alive, she's shaking, and it looks like there are little holes eaten in her skin all over. And you hear her, she, she sort of looks up at, at Glansandi and she's like, Sir. Beware, beware, sir, beware. And she's like, uh, my God, Miss Berger, what's wrong? What's happened? Is this the receptionist from the front desk? No, this is, no. This is okay. a secretary or something right inside. I look Do up you... at the ceiling. I don't know, I want to make sure nothing's going to drop down on me. It's just the ceiling. Okay. Do the punctures look like the ones that our assistants described to us as happening when the substance was heated? Looks like there's holes all over her. Do they look like bite marks? Well, it looks like her flesh is melting. Okay. You can do a sanity roll. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Come on, baby. I had to ask. Margaret passed. Uh, zero. Fail. Oh, I failed. Oh. Not as bad as Desmond. <laughs> she. Uh, yeah, what's a fail do? You failed. Um, one d four, and a pass is just one. Just one. Oh. I'm gonna take an extra for a critical fail, whatever I roll. I got a little shudder from it, but I only lost one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely gasp run up to her and go go and go what happened what happened heather's (laughs) she tries to sort of pull herself up uh but uh the the holes in her flesh are getting larger and larger and uh she looks up there she looks up at glansandi and she says be be the, the wrong shadow and then she collapses on the ground and very quickly starts to turn into like gray ash. And he is like, he's like, something has happened here. Something very bad. Does it look anything sure. like the crap that was in uh, Jenny's house that screwed up my hands? <laughs> That's her. No. no. Okay, good. Oh, Did we bad. evacuate? Was there any vapor coming off of her? Like, uh, was it visible? Was it like an acid or? No, not that you could say, but now that she's crumbling, um, I mean, it's kind of kicking up gray dust. Um, He immediately turns around, walks briskly back down the hallway and hits the red button. Oh, lockdown. And you hear, meh, meh. He couldn't have let us out first. We just got there. 
Well, we might be contaminated with something. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, so are there other people running around? Um, no, there is. It, it doesn't seem to be. Well, you begin to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm keeping an eye on shadows because creep me out by saying. Is there yeah. is there any like phones or anything? Um, like an intercom. That, is anybody after he hit the button? Is anybody like called in? Um. He immediately gets on the phone, and he says, "We've had a containment breach of some sort. Uh, something's happened." Uh, uh, it, what he says over the phone is, "It looks like sabotage." He says, "What are you working on down here exactly?" Well, uh, he says, "We'll get to that in a moment. There's nothing, nothing that could do anything like this." Um, you, you, you go into a, a lab nearby and there are a couple of technicians, doctors, whatever they were, lab assistants that are in similar condition. They're on the floor, except that it's different. They're one guy's flesh is peeling off in like curly cute mm -hmm. pieces of like this. And the other guy seems to be turning into kind of a green frog like slime. Ugh. No sign of Did anybody in security uniform yet? Uh, no. Yeah. I was just going to ask that. Um, Who does the security for your facility? That would be... Uh, our, our security man here should be... Oops, hold on. He has to be posted right there. Um, Martin Peters is our security man here. He should be here. Yeah. Memorable name. So, yeah. uh, it's, we, I think, it, you know, it looks like it's Peters, right? So let's break any, uh, fire axes and pull out any, uh, fire extinguishers, right? I think that's the best way we could arm ourselves and just look for a secure guy in a security uniform who's obviously yeah. not turning gray yeah i'm going to go ask the guys on the ground the same thing you know what happened uh um, don't get too close no i won't they're, they're not able to answer they're okay. just yeah falling, just falling apart split. as you as you're standing there in the corner all of a sudden ahead of you down the corner something comes around the corner uh it's a guy's head peeks around the corner except that it's like almost at the ceiling and it's kind of orange and as it does, his hands come around the corner, and then more hands come around the corner, and this thing comes around the corner <laughs> that looks like spider-like, uh, obviously some sort of a horrible mutation of what? a person, and it screeches, and it begins heading straight towards uh, Magnus. And Magnus it's William is, Peters. And Magnus is standing there, um, almost unfazed as this thing is coming towards him. Um, do a spot hidden roll for me. Oh, come on, thanks. No. 98. 81's a failure. <laughs> well, the failure is triple zero. Fail. Uh -huh. all, all failed? Yeah. I, I, can okay. we can i put i don't want to push it well you're all too busy staring at that thing coming yeah 
and the fact that it's heading straight, well, there's not much other place it can go, just down the corridor, straight, straight at you. And you see, you see only the slightest sort of twist to Magnus's body. And as the theme comes forward and almost gets to him, you see one of his hands reach out and punch it square in the face, that big old Icelandic hand. And when he does, its head almost explodes and the thing crumples to the ground. And it looked very much like a Kung Fu move that he did. Mm -hmm. And he then wipes his hand off on something. And he says, not a very worthy opponent. Uh, I'm going to make a sanity check because that was weird. Yeah. I still passed, but that was weird. Very impressive. Well, he looks back at you and sees your 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 kind of wide-eyed <laughs> thing, and he says, ah, gentlemen, ever since I was a boy, I have enjoyed the Kung Fu movies, and I have independently trained my body. Yeah, that's great. What the hell was that? There seems to be some sort of mutagen released in the air. Oh, nice. Um, Wonderful. And he says, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you. We'll have to keep you under observation. Uh, Do you have masks here handy? Uh, yes. And he, he finds masks quickly and gives them all to you. He says, of course, if it's, if it's airborne, it's already too late for us all. But uh, was the thing you punched the security guard? I don't believe so. I believe that was Dr. Morales. Mm. Morales is a giant orange spider. So the so, security guard that you think might have infiltrated this place is still unless, about. Unless he melted down into dust and we didn't know so. We, we, uh, well, yeah, now that this thing is killed also, it's starting to crumble into powder. Yeah. Or uh, maybe the security guard betrayed you. Yeah. Is there a uh, log for who comes in here and uh, sign in, sign out so we can get a count? Yes, I would imagine back, so. It's back at the uh, the desk. going to run back and grab it. And So we've seen the receptionists. What was there? Three guys laying on the floor and then that creature. So that's five people. You began to find more bodies and similar. Okay. Uh, so each I'm, one of them different. Each one of them a bizarre form of, of disintegration. And, and uh, uh, so of None of them are actively getting up and screeching no. at us, right? In fact, they seem to be in more and more uh, decaying uh, as, as you're going along. Um, How's their clothing affected? Uh, just torn and ripped where modifications have occurred. So we can keep what, a log. Do you remember what Jenny said about people who weren't able to change? What's the substance? Oh. Not, not the exact words, but essentially wasn't good. We need to check on. We need to check and see if uh, Mr. Codgehill has had. Uh, I'm I'm afraid my my worst fears are probably true. Uh, his office well, is back here. Let's hope not. Lead on. I so, can assure you that none of these people currently serve from bipolar disorder. 
He says, I, 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 I will be completely honest with you. I have no concept of what could have caused this, uh, except that it's obviously some sort of a biological mutagen. Everybody seems to be mutating into different things and then disintegrating. Quickly, um, too. You get to Dr. Codgehill's office, and he opens up the door. And at first, you don't notice anything. Now you can all do spot hiddens. Come on, dice. Yes. <laughs> a 25 is going to be a hard pass. I got an extreme. O2. Regular. Blind is bad over here. The only way I could describe it is that Codshell has turned into a kind of an amoeba and he's on the ceiling and he's dripping on the ground and sliding around. You can still sort of see his face, but it's hideous. You can do another sanity roll. Yeah. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Get out. Fail. Hey, Holy pass. shit, I actually passed that. <laughs> uh, one or one. D4. Okay. Ooh, three. Just one again. I caught one that time. That's good. Uh, when you say he's dripping onto the floor and sliding around, are like bits of him? Do they seem to be directed? Did like he infect this lab with amoeboid bits of himself that chased people down? Are they trying no. to crawl up my pant leg? No, it's more or less one big gigantic amoeba thing. And it's just liquidy and drippy and And it's kind of a face. It has kind of a face. And it's there for a few minutes and then it, it releases and falls to the ground with a splat and then begins to disintegrate like everything else. Uh, okay, so it's not actively hostile? No. I'm very worried about spores, though. Gentlemen. We don't have eye protection. We could sequester ourselves in, in a small room and wait and see if we become mutated. But we can also try to get to the bottom of this, because if we are exposed, we're already exposed. So I'd like to see what we can figure this, what we can figure out in here, if you would be willing to help. You're a very philosophical man, Mr. Glunsandy. Uh, of course, uh, yeah. Because if we can figure it out, maybe if we are exposed, we can stop it. <laughs> and as powerful as your kung fu knowledge appears to be, I really st still would like to retrieve an axe from a fire nook. And what's the procedure? You've hit the red button, the klaxon's off, we're sealed in. How long until someone communicates with us? How long until a team enters? What's the procedure? We're uh, we're going to be isolated for at least a couple of hours. We need to assess the damage, assess if it's still a hazard, and then they will release us. Um, I'm suspecting, considering that I've seen absolutely nothing in either myself or in you, that uh, this is some sort of fast-acting mutagen that has run its course very and, low half-life. Uh, yes, indeed. Ever read the book The Andromeda Strain? Sorry. Uh, you know, by, uh, by Michael Crichton, of course. Wonderful book. 
Um, Dr. Mills, what was the last person to enter according to that log before we did? Yeah, so I look at it. Um, you see Dr. Uh, uh, you see uh, Magnus uh, logging out about an hour and a half ago mm -hmm. when he came to where you are and nobody came in after that. Okay. Mm. And is everyone... That's promising. Yeah, is, is everyone that was supposed to be here we somewhat accounted for and either through clothes or... Except for the security guard. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. Hmm. Well, we should go, go room to... I mean, <laughs> remains got to be somewhere. You never signed out, right? Yeah. 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 You we actually... You actually noticed that he never signed in. Oh, okay. yeah. oh. Are there cameras? Yes. Okay. Where where do these uh get get recorded to uh there, Magnus? There is a there are a number of off site uh, locations. Uh uh I will of course review them all. Uh that'll take a day or so, and uh, I'll get back to you if I find out anything. If oh, we yeah. can find out what, what the, the bottom of all this is. Yeah, you'll definitely want to keep it just for the lawsuits you're going to be getting to. I, uh, I, Not from me, but from... We must find out now if anything was taken. If this was industrial sabotage or or something else... And he begins to, he says, you know, we, we can spread out. Um, he, if you want an axe, he gives you an axe or whatever. I want, whatever. I want to demonify our axe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't do, know Kung Fu. Let's do teams of two. Now, he immediately heads towards a very specific lab. I mean, it seems like he, this is the lab he wants to check immediately. Right. And uh, he goes inside. And he goes over to the little refrigeration unit and opens it up. And he opens it up like you, know, you normally would open it. Mm -hmm. And then when he does, I mean, he looks inside and he's like, my God, it's all gone. What? And you can see that there are little metal racks that mm -hmm. would hold test tubes and stuff like that. They're all empty. Okay. And do a psychology roll. Yeah, that's a pass. Fail. Failed. Okay. Well, Heather, you can tell that he looks like he's on the verge of a conniption at that point. Right. And uh, he immediately goes over and there is a safe and he types a code into the safe and uh, opens it up. But he only opens it up, you know, enough to look inside. Mm -hmm. And as he looks inside, you see him reach in and move some papers around. And he's like, all right. And he closes the safe back up. Okay. I'm good. Like, but 
he's he's extremely upset. He says one of our our most promising compounds that we've been working on has is has been stolen. That must this must be uh, espionage. It must be that that somebody broke in here to steal our work. Serum XD one five four. And he looks at you with incredible surprise, and he says, excuse me, how do you know about that? Well, Dr. Lindsay, who's responsible for the destruction at Don Baez, Finley, Dr. Finley, who's responsible for the destruction at Don Baez, seems to have come here to Toronto. Maybe he got Codgehill in a compromising situation, or maybe Kajal's just too trusting. But he's a man who'll stop at nothing, as far as I can tell. Certainly not the loss of human life. And that substance is, well... That, that substance is incredibly dangerous. It led to the deaths of several people back in San Damiel in our labs. And everyone here. You, you seem to know a great deal of information about things that I've been told are completely uh, top secret, as it were. Well, remember, Phil, we worked for Phil Wilderness, and they were a major uh, financier of uh, Don Biozine, so that's how we were read in. For that matter, Dr. Glenn Sunday, we know things that you would never want to know. He sits down. He sits down at a, a table. Who would do this? I do not know. This is going to be... We are aware of some of the more dangerous properties of the substance. However, we have been able to isolate numerous, extremely uh, effective uh, molecules that we've been developing into a number of different uh, mood enhance uh, mood stabilizers. Stabilizers. stabilizers yeah mood stabilizers that's what you were hoping to find in the safe I guess yes it was uh, I mean the fact that it's missing could cost us millions of dollars I you know potentially who had access to your safe I'm assuming that's a very oh, no. the, 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 the safe is the safe is fine. Uh, oh, okay. the fridge. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go uh, check the log on the fridge and see uh, sign out, sign sign in, and how many vials were supposed to be in there. Uh, there were at least sixty vials that were supposed oh, to be in there. Crap. And how um, many milliliters per vial? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. That much. <laughs> An irritating amount. Dr. Carlisle, do you want to just stalk around the place with me and my axe and make sure there's no one yeah, developing extra legs or hiding in a cupboard? Or um, trying to heat up the stuff? He seems quite put out at this point, quite upset. Um, in fact, you can sort of see he's boiling on the inside at that point. And he's trying to keep it in, but all of a sudden he grabs like a coffee cup that's sitting on the thing and he just flings it against the wall. 
and uh, smashes, you know, smashes it. And uh, he gets back up and he says, well, all we can do now is wait. Gentlemen, I'm sorry that you were wrapped up in this, but now we have to find out who has stolen this. It, it, it might not be possible. We entered through a security entrance. There must be fire exits. Is it possible that somebody got out through one of those? I don't think there are any other exits out. It's, it's, uh, a, it's a dangerous facility. No wonder everyone's yep, like gray dust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, anyway. And if there were fire exits, then the alarm would have gone off unless they disabled that. I mean, the cameras should tell you exactly who I was. Yes. Yeah, but we can't get to those until because they're off site. So, was there uh, any? Have... Oh, sorry. Have you met Doctor Finley uh, there, Magnus? I have not met him directly. Okay. I have corresponded with him a number of times. So he, so as far as you know, he hasn't been at this facility. No. Okay. From what I understood, he's missing. I thought that he had died in the accident. He did not die in the accident. You know, my money's on him behind this whole thing. Well, I don't know why he would. He's a hardened scientist. He's not a thief or a saboteur. At the very least, he would have come here and wanted to work with us. Yeah, maybe, maybe got in in too deep and in, in debt and desperate men take desperate measures. He lost you, his access to serum XD, you see, and I think he was desperate. Exactly. And you, and you also under, uh, must understand that he's wanted in the U.S. for negligence, as far as the explosion is concerned. Do you remember the oddity a few weeks ago on television, Big Jenny? The, the giant girl. The serum was used on her also. Was it? You don't yep. want this serum in the public. Yeah, we've got 60 vials of potential BOW missing. Any country would pay for this to weaponize it. And the countries that would weaponize it other than... Exactly. Just, ugh. It's a mess. Right. And as you see here, Finley has no ethics of any kind. If indeed it's Finley, but he's my guess. Yeah. Well, I've seen no... Now, you guys sit in there for an hour, mm -hmm. an hour and a half. Nothing happens to you. So Except the klaxons drive me over the last inch of sanity. Well, they, they've turned those off. And he's, <laughs> finally, he's contacted the outside and uh, given them the... Uh, the all clear, so to speak. Um, so what happens is this: you you are sort of scrubbed down, I guess, before you're allowed to leave. You're, you're not you're not somebody who doesn't scrub you down. You guys scrub down. Right. Um, your clothes are sanitized and they're given back to you, and. Um, Magnus tells you, he finds out where you guys are staying. 
and he says that he'll want to contact you again once he knows more and that he would like your assistance since he doesn't know anybody else who's aware of this stuff to help you possibly help him find out who's done this. Mm -hmm. Anything I can do to help. And, and please, uh, you should be very cautious yourself. Um, the fact that we didn't uh, succumb to this attack is a matter of simple good fortune. Um, there, there's at least some conspiracy regarding the serum that we don't understand, but it's um, ruthless. Indeed. And if there happens to be a vial left in that safe, I beg you to think morally and questionably about just destroying it because it, I, for, for lack of a better word, it is just pure evil. There's, there's no serum of any kind in the safe. It's, it wouldn't be uh, biologically sound to be putting it in there. I just had to put that out there. Yeah, of course. And we had an hour to look around and make sure there wasn't a safe B and so on. And maybe we had a lot of time to kill, so I assume that we'd have spot in the hidden. All right. Um, so you are allowed to leave. What would you like to do? Before we go, I, I'm going to ask Magnus if it's okay if uh, we look at the visitor's log at the entrance. All right. Uh, nobody, you guys are like the only visitors okay. today. That sounds like, and uh, I assume that they don't let people just come in. They don't work. They don't have badges. Correct. Okay. So. Chances. I mean, oh, sorry. I was going to say, it's safe to say the security guard didn't show up for his shift. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Is there an address for the security guard on file? Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Write that down. Yeah, let's get Mr. Peters in from. Oh, uh, yes, there is. He's dead. <laughs> or on his way to Hawaii. That's the optimism we know and love. <laughs> Um, right. Before we go there, I'm just just because I'm finicky. I assume that the uh, non-secure area staff was evacuated when the klaxon went off. Uh, correct. And some security team came, and then there was some communication. They tried to keep the press away. Hopefully, they're successful because our photographs, the paper, two days in a row around violent events would be unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not going to be in the good graces of the police. Oh, definitely not. But presumably we get to file into our dark vehicle and just be passed out under whatever their in internal security system is. Because they've got a lot of covering up to do. And they're a multi-billion dollar corporation. But they've got to get rid of all that gray ash and write a lot of letters. 
Hmm. Wonder how many of those start, dear John. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved to Nova Scotia with my new lover. Don't look for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what are you going to do? Go to lunch. So we did get we did get info for <laughs> for the security guard. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Um, I don't see why I wouldn't look there first. Oh, I think we're it. about to meet the Toronto uh, Detective Marcel again. It's all right. It's all right. Might. All right. Oh, the security guard's a victim of the slasher. Ugh. That's be bad luck. So let's see. They're at two, three, four, five, six, about six in the evening. Mm-hmm. Maybe later when you guys get out. I'll say seven. Okay. Well, that's actually pretty quick. That's actually pretty quick for a uh, massive biohazard. All right. So eight o'clock. Shenanigree. <laughs> seven twenty. So- Listen, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Quickly go to Tim Hortons and get ourselves some donuts and coffee. Yeah. Now we're going to hear from a Canadian that Tim Hortons wasn't in Toronto yet in 1991. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was there. All right. So you guys are, of course, shaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, once again, you're shaken. Um, yeah. you, get, you get all fooded up. Yeah. You can eat. And then did you want, were you going to go visit the Peters household? I think, I think we have so. to find out. Yeah. I mean, if there's any reason to believe that the authorities wouldn't have already done that, given that he's an absentee employee where there was a, but, you know. Well, I'm going to we were, out, were there police there? Police where? At Ross when we left. Uh, yeah, by the, I'm sure by the time that you guys left, there were police there. Okay, oh, so, so we were ushered out under the disapproving glare of all the detectives at this point. Like, didn't we see them before? Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that, I think that you guys, it was just generally the police, they hadn't sent detectives or anything. We had our, we had our, our dark SUV and we were escorted out by internal security. Through mm-hmm. a cordon, and right. uh, and Rav is not just going to let these people wander willy nilly through their facility at this point. It's mm-hmm. too dangerous. They'll say it. You're right. Yeah. Okay. There's oh. no proof of homicide yet. Right. So that's yeah. Let's drive by uh, our security guard's place and see if it's cordoned off. Um. When you when you get to this place, it's a little bungalow house. Um. The lights are on. There's a car in the the driveway. Um, Looks normal. All right. I wish they'd let me keep that axe. (laughs) Yeah. You pick one up at the axe emporium on our way over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Who wants to knock? Only two of us. How many cans of bear spray do we have? Yeah. I got my mace. As in the spray. Okay, so. So two of us, one boy and one girl? Yeah, let's go. Who's feeling less crazy? 
less crazy? Less oh. crazy after today. I'm feeling a little crazier today. Yeah. I, um, I'll, I'll yeah. stay in the car I'm, if I can help it. I still got a I'm grip. Okay. I can. All right. Who's joining me? I'll join you. All right. So Heather and uh, Jonathan head up towards the door. And uh, what do you do? It's a doorbell. Ring away? I kind of want to knock just to be contrarian. Okay. But no, I'll ring it. Um, you ring the doorbell and uh, you hear sort of light footsteps immediately run to the door and open it up and there's a little girl and almost immediately following her uh, comes a woman and she comes running up and she's like, oh dear God, Something's happened. Have you? Uh, we don't know that, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. We 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 don't know that. We. I, I take it you have not seen your husband. Who, who are you people? Are are you? Oh, we're we're with uh, HR at the uh, at Roth Rothersham. He he didn't show up for work, and we're concerned. My my husband's been. He hasn't come home. When was the last time you saw him? This morning. Oh, so you did see him this morning. And he, he left for uh, work, yes. And what what time was that? Uh, 6 a.m. Did he does he carpool or does he normally go by himself? He always he, he takes his own car, but he's he's usually home by four. Yes, yes, we we're we're concerned. Uh, did you speak to him on the telephone any time today? We're just trying to get a timeline. No, no. Uh, but uh, I, I was afraid you were the police come to tell me something horrible's happened. No, no, no. We're just fo- following up. We're, like I said, we're we're with the company. We're we're very concerned. He didn't show up, and we just didn't know if he was ill or anything. And yeah, no. He come to think of it, he did seem to be acting a little strange this morning. Oh, how so? Well, not so. Not so chipper as he usually is. Oh, yeah. Has he uh, gotten any phone calls or met with someone that you haven't known lately? No, not that I've ever heard of. You don't, you don't think that, he's, that there's something that's happened to him? Well, you know, he was guarding uh, valuable things, and sometimes people can try and put undue pressure on someone and... She looks went, very, very upset. And, oh, but maybe, maybe we should uh, speak away from the little girl. Uh, Martha, go upstairs. After I've already freaked you out. <laughs> uh, does your husband uh, keep any like journals or anything here? That a phone book? No, nothing like that. He's a man's man. He just works, comes home. Drink some beer and watches some TV. Hadn't really talked about it. He's a good it. man. He's never done anything wrong. No, oh, and I'm sure he hasn't hasn't today. We were just just uh, very con- concerned, just like uh, you are. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, d- does he have uh, any friends that that he normally that we could reach out to? Oh, yeah, Mike and Bob and mm-hmm. John and. 
He's got a lot of friends. Right, yeah. Hmm. I can call around, but I've already I've already called a few of his friends. Nobody's seen him. Yeah. Was he wearing his uniform when he left this morning? Yes. Okay, he was. Okay. Mr. Leach, do you have any other ideas? Well, no, you're sure he didn't carpool with anyone? Nope. His car's gone. Okay. What kind of car was it? We have it on file for the parking, but you know. Lincoln Continental, I don't know. (laughs) Well paid security guard. (laughs) Well. I don't. I don't pay attention to who's driving what. I, I just get a taxi. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Incontinental. All right. Um. Is there any chance? I mean, I know this is imposition and is late. That we could. Does he have like like a an office or something? Uh. I. I. Excuse me. I know this could be sexist, but uh, a man cave, as they call it, sometimes. No, he doesn't have anything like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're all just panicking without cause. Um, so we'll just say you talk to her for a few minutes and mm-hmm. she has no, not, hasn't got a clue where he is. Right. Worried. Okay. All right. Thank her. Go back. We should have gotten some medication samples from the uh, lab. She could use something to relax her for the next couple days. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not sure how Canada handles it, but usually clinical trials are only performed after we know it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, And we know it's not going to cause any mutations. Gray ash-isms. Well, that was very depressing, uh, I will say, when I get the report from our away team. Do we, can we look for his, go back and look for his car in the parking lot? It's probably pretty cordoned off, but I think we're going to. I don't know. Good question. We'll find it. I don't think we'll find it in the parking lot. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he got there, signed in and was replaced. I think it was intercepted. What, I mean, this, this is crazy, but what if we find his car? somewhere in Chinatown. It is. I, I was thinking maybe... I'm going to suggest that. Yeah, I was, I was thinking maybe we'll we'll drive the most typical route he would take and just see, hey, you know, is it dumped somewhere along the way, like if someone grabbed him, and then, then head over to Chinatown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Granted, it might be getting dark soon. That'll cut our visibility. Yeah, it's it's August in Canada. It's probably going to be light pretty late. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it would be helpful to put in an anonymous call that a, a car was stolen and give the license plate or something. Because they'd probably find it faster than we ever could. It's not our home turf anymore. Maybe. Did the Let's... wife know the license plate? 
thought of him. But then again, if we need a clue from it, the cops would have it. So yeah, disregard that. Yeah. Now, now, question for for the keeper: What time? What like day is it? Like month and day and whatnot? Because we were, I mean, the we whole Jenny K thing has thrown my scale of time off. Oh, I thought I had it uh, here. So Ken Stewart was killed on August 27th. So that was yesterday. So it's August 28th here. Right. August 28th. Okay. Well, actually, I have our tour as being on August 29th. Okay. Well, All right. Yeah. So today's 29th. Okay. Thank you. I don't know what day of the week that is offhand, though. I, I try to make it correspond. If you can look it up on the internet, you can just say, yeah. what day was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can figure that out. Um, all right. So what's what was your next move going to be? We're going to drive the most likely route he would have taken and just see if like... Between his, his home and the, and the facility. Yeah. See now that we know what his car looks like. Yeah. To see if there's anything that looks like an oddity regarding an abandoned car. Okay. And of course, and then, check out the parking lot. Mm-hmm. See if it's there. Um, right. How much time are you going to spend doing that? I'm full of coffee and donuts. Uh, and that can't have been a long drive no, from no. his home to the facility the home. So back, it shouldn't be too bad. Well, we'll say you spend an hour. You go back to uh, Rothmersham. His car isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the way to Chinatown, we're looking for it as well. And you don't find any anything. There's just too many streets that yeah. can be on or, or whatever. Um, all right, so what next? You're, let's just say you're in Chinatown again. Well... Who's feeling, who's feeling this is, Chinese? This is, like, yeah. <laughs> who's feeling chocho? I'm only eating vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to have a cucumber salad and uh, yeah. look at it closely. But I'll go right. in. Do you want to go in? Well, I'm slightly more uh, spooked to do so, but I suppose... I wonder what happened if we if we ordered a, a shubnigger off the cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Did we see one photograph of not. Mrs. Finley? No. Uh, no. We'd only heard her described. She's handsome and older than he. Yeah. Actually, that was a joke. She's she's really ugly, but she is older than he. Um, <laughs> is no. she Jojo ugly? Yeah, totally. Um, uh, are you going to go into the bar first, or are you going to go into the uh, restaurant? I suggest we try the restaurant first. Yeah, uh, I want to avoid the bar, because I don't want my face seen by that mermaid. Right, or be noticed by our, our waiter, our, our bartender friend, necessarily, as sudden repeat customers whose faces were in the paper. Mm. Yeah. All right. So Although it would be interesting to see if there was uh, a different mermaid mm-hmm. every day or so. Well, that's you know that's we can pass that on the way to Lou and have a yeah. peek in. 
but let's get a table. I can't, we can't live on coffee and donuts. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, you get a, a table. Once again, everything smells delicious in here. Um, you obviously get vegetarian food. <laughs> um, all right. Who's going to go to the loo and take a peek? I will. <laughs> um, anybody else? No, you know, I think we should always pair up at least. Okay. And they took the they took the hit with the widow, so let's go. Uh, Doctor Lee, you, you had your finger up. Three of you want to go? Well, I mean, sure. I, I don't want to rouse any suspicions. I mean, if Heather comes with me, I mean, you know how how that goes. The ladies tend to sometimes. <laughs> Very yeah. sure. Knows all. Let's kind of goes a group. Keep my head down. I'm not going to look in the the window. So, okay. But Desmond, you're also going. Well, I was planning to, but if Doctor Liege wants to, I you know that way Ethan and I can catch up on purple things at Mother's. Well, the <laughs> the coffee is starting to run through me. So, all right. So Liege, Liege, and Margaret, and and. Dr. Dr. Mills, you're going to go to the girls. He's going to go to the boys. Um, as you go by the little window and you peek inside, indeed, it's still the redheaded girl swimming around. Um, she's not like, she's, you know, doing sexy sort of dance in the water is what it really amounts to. Um, Dr. Heather and Dr. Margaret, you head into the restroom and um, Dr. Liege, as you're peeking through the window, all of a sudden uh, you notice the bartender uh, has caught sight of you and he's like, uh, oh, you came back. And he says, you like our, you like our mermaid. Eh, it's, uh, it's a novelty. And he leans over and he says, hey, you want to spend some time with her? <laughs> uh, no, this, uh, this trip is strictly business. Thank I you. Can, I, can, I can arrange it, you know, 20 bucks. You can uh, have uh, an hour with her upstairs. Hmm. I'll think about it. All right. Currently, you know the restaurant calling. You know where I am. All right. So you guys use the restroom and then return? Yeah. Yep. All right. And I'll, once I return to the table, I'll, uh, I'll share what I've discovered. 20 bucks, huh? It's not bad. That's, I mean, that's definitely cheap. Um, disturbingly getting cheap. Getting your, yeah. your kidneys and heart extracted. Right well, I'm not using them much anyway. Right around the price for a uh, college student, a teenager, and uh, maybe a cabbie who didn't make too much tips that night. True, yeah. true. Yeah, that's pretty. That yeah, that seems like um, bait for suckers. But it is also a way to get upstairs and see what the hell's going I, on. That's what I was thinking. I was like. A sucker. One sucker with several friends. 
again, maybe it's time to look into the local shotgun emporium just outside of town. Hmm. Should be hard to get that one upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand you can cut them off to make them easier to conceal. Yeah. From movies. Yeah. Personally, I'd rather just. Uh... Oh, I might run to the hardware store. For a big wrench. Hardware. I don't know what they have. I don't know what they have upstairs is the problem. But that, yeah, that seems like it's really, uh, that's a, that seems like an ugly honey trap. I mean, but before attempting anything like that, perhaps the uh, endurance chant might be a good idea. I wonder now, if now, what are Church you insinuating, Margaret? I'm not insinuating anything. <laughs> I'm just saying in the event that you want to spare your kidneys and heart and need to make a hasty <laughs> retreat, away from your mermaid friend. Um. Huh, fair. Actually, if it is a honey trap, that would explain the uh, why the cops were asking about two robed figures. Mm-hmm. Might. And also the fact that, that you know, so far, 75% of the uh, linked homicides were Male. clean drops. And all of the mail, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else. Uh, go ahead and do a... You guys are sitting there looking. You're sit, sitting at your tables. Admiring the decor, the octopuses, the spears. Um, just do a spot hidden roll for me. 97. 86. Margaret sees I, the big green dragon on the wall. And yeah, look at that. Big green dragon's butt on the wall. I've rolled triple zeros three times. That's right, two hours. Wow. Margaret looking at the dragon. All right. <laughs> I'll I'm spend, gonna spend, uh, I'll spend I, three I, luck and make it a hard success. Oh, well, then I won't spend my luck. Oh, you don't need to. Don't, don't do that. Um, don't do it? Success, success is fine. Um, right. What you notice is that the restaurant closes at 1130. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, let's stick around and see, yeah. see where that bitch goes. Heather. She she took a shot at me. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. How does did you know, that did you know that brandishing I, I looked this up, uh brandishing a weapon is a felony. Good, yeah, yeah, you're threatening mm -hmm. me. Should have run her over. <laughs> I think that's also a felony, Heather. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it looks bad on your insurance. All right. So you're going to wait until the restaurant closes? Well, maybe we'll... I suggest that maybe we'll uh, finish our meal and then maybe just hang out. I mean, Chinatown's probably got some sights to see. Yeah, yeah. don't wait inside the restaurant if it closes because they'll all see us. Yeah. Right. Well, two yeah. in and three out, maybe. And why don't, Jonathan, why don't you p go talk to get a little more information about, like, hey, I got to go to work or whatever. Can I set this up for another day with the girl? Yeah, I can do that. That way, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm interested, but I literally, I'm 
was going to grab a bite to eat and had to work. I work all night. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll go see what I can do. <laughs> um, we didn't get our charming Chocho bartender's name, did we, last night? I don't think you asked. No. I, I just asked if he had a name tag and I didn't. Um, yeah, don't make me make up some racial stereotype. Ching Chong Wong Wong or some horrible thing. I have Ooh, Tom, we really, really want to make you do that so we can write it down. Yeah. Maybe yeah, get his what's his address? His phone number. Well, it is it is Lovecraftian fiction, so it should just be letters that can't make sense. Yeah. T-L-U-E-N-G-H-H. Why is there an exclamation mark in the middle of his name? <laughs> it's, an upside, it's an upside down I. Hmm. It means you um, have to pronounce the I backwards. So anyways, we can do this quickly. Um, right about midnight, if you guys are sort of staking the place out from the outside, right about midnight, um, you see her come out. She's dressed. Uh, she's just in a top and blue jeans. She's got a little purse and, uh, she's in high heels and she walks out the front of the restaurant and, uh, she walks over to a small little car uh and is about to get in did you guys do anything get the uh, plates so the car yeah. what kind of car is it okay just something cheap and small looks like a used car just like a little green volkswagen yeah that sounds good yeah i just plan on following it that's what i was thinking okay um, well, you follow it to a poorer part of town, and uh, she parks it in front of an apartment complex. Looks like a cheap, cheap apartment complex. And uh, she gets out and starts heading up to the, uh, the second floor apartment. All right. Let's go. What are we going to do? Jumper? Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> Heather is like, not like being shot Heather, at. Heather craves revenge. Yeah. <laughs> A lot more bloodthirsty than I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, spending that much time with Jenny will do that to you. Yeah, something about those Uzis bothered me. <laughs> well, now we know where she is, when, and if we need to find her. Let's, um, mm -hmm. let's sleeping dogs lie for now. Yeah, let's let's make sure that we're going in with a plan at least. Okay. All right. Yeah, you guys are probably right. Yeah, my last couple times breaking in didn't work out the best. So, <laughs> well, okay. So you're not going to go. Talk to her. We are not going to assault her tonight. It seems. All right. So she's going to be in her. She's in her apartment. I mean, she's gotten up to her apartment. She's just gone inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Plan first, assault later. All right. Yeah, I'll think All about right. what I want to say to her overnight. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave it at that with you out in front of the apartment, and that's where we'll pick it up next week. Our players. Oops, where are we? Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, 
Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Gassaway with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron today. Trevor Lead has pledged $3 a month. Thank you so much, Trevor. If you'd also like to help out uh, support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. (coughs) Excuse me. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Mm-hmm.